0: It's the herb at the end of the world. It's the herb at the end of the world. It's the time I took some time to heal. It's the time I took some time to heal. It's the time I took some time to heal, and I feel. Samwise here, welcome to another episode of Herb at the End of the World, a podcast about love and plants and revolution and plant lore, which I don't know if y'all knew this about me, but I love plant lore, and today I'm really excited to share with you some stories about linden, and I am speaking to you from this beautiful waterfall pool in Southern Pomo Territory Colonially known as Occidental, California and I'm sitting with my feet dangling in one of the, the last little pools of the season. It's a late summer day and it's hot and this pool is cool and refreshing and life-giving and I don't know there's just something in my spirit that's being called to to speak to y'all about the lore of linden today and and to do it here by this by this pool this beautiful clear pool that runs down this rock face into um, a bigger pool So let's jump in linden um, Linden is a tree, and you don't tend to see it too much out here in the West Coast. Um, every once in a while, I think of it more as like a East Coast creature. Um, but it's here and there, and it's like a tall tree with little heart-shaped green leaves, and it flowers, and um, in the medicine traditions that I am learning from we typically use the the leaf and flower as medicine and um makes a really lovely tea even like a cold infusion of the leaf the dried leaf and flower and it has this really like sweet florally taste um and it's also really demulcent which means um like bringing in moisture so it kind of has this like syrupy quality if you get a really good infusion going like overnight with a fair amount of plant which sometimes I find hard to get down but that's also because I run really dry <laughs> and things that bring in more moisture I'm like well no I just want to keep being a dry deserty creature um, that's actually really good for me to have demulcency. Um and yeah the medicine of linden that I know about is about colds and flus and um it's heart medicine as well it's really great for supporting the physical heart and the emotional heart body so it's also great for anxiety and depression Um, it's generally considered like lifting of the spirits and I love that. We all could use a little more of that <laughs> these days, and I am um, really interested in ways of getting more of those plants and plant wisdom into people's hearts and minds and bodies. So that's part of the reason why I wanted to to speak about it, but also because the plant lore of linden is is really close to to my heart um, in my healing story. So. Um, I love getting to share that story whenever I can, so I figured I'd record it and, and offer it more widely to anyone who, who it resonates with, um, so I'll just jump in. There's, there's many stories about all the plants, and this is one that comes out of the, oh, the Greek traditions. <laughs> and if you're not familiar, if you haven't really, like, delved into Greek lore, um, there's there's a lot of rape in them, which I uh, I probably should have put a content warning right at the top of this. But warning, um, we're gonna talk about um, healing legacies of sexual assault and, and, and trauma in this episode. Um, so if it's not the right time for that, that's okay. You can pause and come back later, or you know, choose not to listen. That's that's totally okay. It's up to you. But um. Yeah, I wonder about the Greek myths Like, I wonder... Because you know, with with myths My sort of perspective is that Things are layered over time And sometimes you really have to, like, dig Through the layers of time In these stories um, And that's kind of what I've Done with this one, which I also almost don't want to tell you The, <laughs> the version of the story that I like Read on the internet, because I don't want to, like Repeat bullshit patriarchal nonsense Um... But in general, when I am doing, like, research about the lore of plants and I encounter a story where, like, so-and-so, like, feminine uh, person was, like, a total slut and, like, slept with all these people and then was, like, a bitch about it, that's how I know it's probably not the whole story. (laughs) So, um, in particular, like, (sighs) I, I read through the lines and I, I listen for the way that it resonates in my body and my stories so anyways what a preamble um, the legend of or one legend of Linden is that uh, long ago there was uh, a water nymph bathing in a pool by herself which if you know histories about water and pools is is sometimes also a A prayer and a place to come heal and and be with the spirit of the land and the spirit of our deities and traditions and um, while this water nymph was bathing in a pool uh, Kronos who's also known as time um, comes upon her and that is code for um, took her, like, took her, raped her, uh, yeah, and the water nymph becomes pregnant after this interaction and, um, births a child, and the child is uh, half horse, and if you don't know about Kronos, um, it's like a horse deity and um, This water nymph is so So heartbroken so traumatized so like Wounded by this experience and 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 ha- carrying the feeling of disgust towards this child born out of rape that she really can't bear to Mother him to even to really look at him or to be with him, and so she asks the deities Artemis and Apollo, who are twins, uh, to raise this this being who is named Chiron, and some of y'all might know Chiron um, from other angles of myth um, as being. A master healer teacher who also represents our deep woundedness um, and we can talk about we'll talk about more about about Chiron in particular, but what of the what of the water nymph who can't bear to look at her own progeny so in fact she, she not only can she not face her own progeny and her own child, she actually can't face herself and anything resembling humanness. So she decides to appeal to the other gods, the higher gods or the gods the power to, to transmute or transform. And she goes to them and says, Please, I I can't I can't bear this pain. I can't bear this I can't bear this life in this form. Please just turn me into anything other than, anything resembling anything human. I just, I just can't take it anymore. And so the gods hear her plea and turn her into a linden tree. And the linden tree, in my opinion, is one of like, kind of like a consummate mother. In that sense um always present always listening always calming uh here to take care of us through our childhood illnesses colds and flus Um, and so in this form she was able to show up on a more cosmic level for for all beings, much more so than she could in her water nymph, Human-y form. And Chiron, Chiron kind of has a good deal because he's raised by Artemis, who's a total fucking badass, but a little, a little impersonal sometimes as, as deities go. Um, and and Chiron has his own trajectory and trains heroes he trains hercules and and other other heroes that we hear about in the myths and and one of the stories that we hear about chiron is that he dies of a wound that doesn't heal and that's often pointed to as like um like a arrow wound in his foot um and that's kind of the representation of of the wound that that doesn't heal But my theory is, knowing this origin story, that that's not the only wound that doesn't heal. And in a large part, like, speaking to this wound of abandonment and, like, place. And that wound of of rejection and, um, and, like, mutual disgust. Like, how could you abandon me you know if i wasn't the way that you wanted me to be even though i came from these like difficult circumstances like that that feeling towards our lineages and and i resonate a lot with that um in particular like in my matrilineal line um there's a lot there's a lot of rape there's a lot of sexual abuse there's a lot of um like control using sex and bodies and my own mother is um has her own histories of surviving sexual violence and it made it really difficult for her to show up for me when I shared with her my experience of sexual violence as a teenager. She got really mad and like, you know, that's part of how, you know, that, that defensive patterning or like survival mechanisms go sometimes is being, uh, having your own pain flare when somebody else brings you their pain. And I think we see that a lot. We see that a lot in, like, white fragility, when people of color bring their pain to the awareness of of whiteness. And whiteness is so ensconced in its own pain that it can't even, it can't even process or can't be with that. So, and I've noticed that in, like my partnership sometimes when like we both become activated around something at the same time and it's like what do we do (laughs) you know like i'm triggered and you're triggered and you're triggered because i'm triggered and we're all triggering each other like what are we gonna do and it's like for me like this is when we need the wider community and this is when we need plants (laughs) and other ways to tap in and access this like other This other medicine and this other way To contact like settledness In ourselves Um When we can't because we're all traumatized Because we've been ensconced in war for thousands of years And that's where I really see Like the gift of Linden You know Always present With a settled heart Able to help regulate you when When you cannot Or when others around you are Are too embroiled in their woundedness To To be the kind of strong Mothering support that We might need at the time And like Here's an opportunity to To get that To get that mothering or like care that we need by connecting to a generous plant spirit and like connecting to our own caretaking spirit in whatever way makes sense for you I've been really digging like thinking about Samwise as an elder giving me advice now that's been really that's been a big deal (laughs) as far as like helping to settle my nervous system um Like, what advice would I give myself if I were an elder? Um, Because, yeah, like... And also, you know, in in getting those needs met and and understanding more deeply, like, why the needs weren't met in the first place helps me contact the spirit of, of forgiveness. And to me, there's some, like, release in that. You know, like... If, if someone has never had the tools to process their trauma or their sexual trauma, you know, whatever it is, of course that shit's going to flare when you, when you, when it becomes touched. Because I, I think, you know, my theory about triggers is like, not all triggers, but like sometimes... It's activated So it's an opportunity for Renewed release You get to revisit it And revisit it with viscerality <laughs> um, So that You know It can You can do What you needed to do That you didn't get to do before Or like Yeah Sometimes it's like that Sometimes it's Just re-triggering as hell And then That just super sucks um, But you know Given the the right conditions And given support and framing that can be an opportunity for healing and that can be an opportunity for healing that our ancestors did not have I'm listening to the wind as it picks up around me I'm wondering if you can hear it too leaves gently falling into the little pool that I got my feet in <sighs> I'm reading my grandmother's hands right now and I'm in the middle and um I'm so appreciating the opportunity to to sit with these somatic practices of being in my body and, and imagining like different scenarios, and getting to understand my reaction to to difference, and my reaction to my own trauma in a in a deeper way, and um, really feel like a lot of hope in that direction. I think there's a lot to be done. Um, sometimes it feels like so much Um, and like I, I know that this kind of healing is generational and will continue for a long time and it's my honor to do as much as I can in this lifetime and create as much space in my spirit as I can so that the next generation gets to work with another set of Causes and conditions And their own Their own Perspective on On healing this wounding Um this really old It's really like the wounding Around oh, Like whiteness and Patriarchy Is so old It's like thousands and thousands of years old Um And for me, it really helps to, to have that framing and that understanding, especially around like, why, (laughs) why, (laughs) um, and that's, I think another podcast I'm going to do about, you know, kind of summing up some of the, the history stories that I've learned so far about, you know, kind of how, you know, what happened to Europeans, (laughs) um, To need To need A A people to to Dump trauma through In the first place Um, But you know Suffice it to say In the moment Like there's It's been a Over 2,000 years Since Forces of empire Wealth accumulation You know Delusion in, In many forms Has divorced are spirits from from a sense of interconnectedness with the land and the spirit of the land, um, which I really see in my traditions, which are like northern, western, southern, European, as uh, as represented by Artemis. And Artemis is, is a deity I'm really interested in because um, she represents this connection to wildness and also queerness uh, people in the in-between who come to the wells to worship um, and that embrace sexuality embrace their aliveness and, um, and that aliveness and connection to spirit and connection to different ways of knowing themselves and their place and the family of things Um, and can share that with other people in the community if they've forgotten so I think that's part of I wonder, I mean I don't know but I wonder if that was part of what Chiron taught or, by the way in my astrology chart I'm like zero zero chiron (laughs) it's like it's like in my sun sign is like zero one so and folks who don't know astrology that means it's like the most central to the most central things (laughs) for me so chiron i feel like i'm going to revisit chiron more um but um yeah and a healer that i i follow and have great respect for stargazer lee talks a lot about um you know the symbol of Chiron is representing woundedness, but also gift. And the trick about Chiron is to learn to live the gifts rather than the wound. Um, and I think about that in the in the myth of Chiron's mother, and and the, the story about his like abandonment and just. Betrayal of not having the family structure, the holding that he may have wanted. And that in response to not having this holding and this wisdom and this like, yeah, this care through through his most direct ancestor and through his lineages goes on to create that. And becomes a, a massive portal for transmission of knowledge and healing. And in that way, you know... And knowing that that is so necessary that it, it becomes a gift. So... This is my my gift to you today. I hope that it it resonates, and if you are inspired to find out more about Lyndon and these deities, Chiron and Kronos and the water nymph whose name I'm forgetting, which I'm sure is a uh, <laughs> a way that patriarchy is living through me in this moment. Um, and Artemis, and Apollo, and yeah, I encourage you to, to dig deeper if you find resonance, because it's brought me some solace, and some some understanding, and some forgiveness, so may it serve you well. Blessings on your journey, and until next time. You've been listening to The Herb at the End of the World, a podcast created by me, Samwise Raritan, community herbalist, teacher, and organizer of the Self-Heal Herbs Mobile Free Clinic. All my offerings are freely offered and community supported. It's important to me that all my work in the free clinic and all the content I create through the podcast will always be offered without a cost barrier. If you feel nourished and inspired by these projects and want to support more people getting connected to healing and learning, please consider being a supporter on Patreon by searching for Samwise Raritan Community Herbalist. Any level you can give at is immensely appreciated as it supports me in being able to live my most joyous and authentic gift to this world. I am so grateful and so in awe of the patrons who are prioritizing imagining a new and vibrant way to care for each other in this life. If you can't give money energy in this wild time totally understand (laughs) and another big way you can help out the podcast is to give us a five-star rating review uh, on apple podcasts or other places you download your audio that makes a really big difference in letting more people know about these projects thanks for listening and being a part of creating revolutionary dialogue in your own circles i wish you joy and healing in your journeys and until next time